Good morning. I'm Arjun Singh from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Tuesday, February 2nd. In today's news, former President Trump hires a new legal team for his second impeachment, and a federal study finds that race and ethnicity data is missing for nearly half of vaccine recipients. But first, the big idea. A group of Republican senators emerged from a meeting at the White House with President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris upbeat on Monday after having what Republican Senator Susan Collins described as a, quote, frank and very useful meeting, unquote, about a bipartisan coronavirus relief package. The Post's Felicia Sanmez reports that despite failing to reach an agreement and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi gearing up to pass a $1.9 trillion relief package without the need for Republican support, Collins expressed gratitude for the president's willingness to sit down with her and nine other Republican senators. But while Collins struck an optimistic note, Democratic Senator Dick Durbin, the incoming chair of the Senate Judiciary Committee, ramped up pressure on Republicans to schedule a vote on Biden's nomination for Attorney General Merrick Garland, along with three other Justice Department positions. As my colleague Matt Zapatosky reports, since senators have yet to agree to an organizing resolution on how the new Senate should function, control of the Senate has yet to be handed off to the Democratic majority. This means the fate of Biden's nominations currently lies in the hands of Republicans, such as outgoing Judiciary Chairman Lindsey Graham, who Durbin alleges is objecting to holding a hearing on February 8th. And in the House, some Democrats have focused their ire on Georgia Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, She's a controversial freshman who's previously supported false claims that the shootings at Sandy Hook Elementary School and Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School were staged. She also expressed support for political violence in social media posts. As Republicans gear up to debate whether to strip Green of her assignments on the House Education and Labor Committee and the House Budget Committee, Republican Representative Adam Kinzinger warned his colleagues that if Republicans don't act, the rest of the House appears likely to do so. And that's the big idea. Here are two other stories that should be on your radar. Number one, former President Donald Trump hired a new legal team after his previous one refused to endorse false claims that the 2020 presidential election was stolen from him. The Post, Rosalind Helderman, Amy Gardner, and Tom Hamburger report that a week out from his Senate trial for inciting an insurrection of the Capitol, the former president has hired attorneys David Schoen and Bruce L. Castor to represent him. They replace a group of low-key respected South Carolina practitioners who bowed out of representing the former president just before their first filing on Trump's behalf is due Tuesday. In announcing the hires of Castor and Schoen, Trump's office noted the two were picked due to their, quote, national profiles. Castor is the cousin of House Minority Counsel Steve Castor, a lawyer who gained prominence during Trump's first impeachment. Schoen, who previously represented Trump ally Roger Stone, told the Post he believes he was likely picked due to his affiliation with the political operative. Schoen and Castor both arrive with experience handling high-profile cases. In addition to defending Stone, Schoen has gained notoriety for claiming to have met with accused child sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein in his cell nine days before he was found dead. 
Castor is known within political circles for a failed bid for Pennsylvania Attorney General in 2004 against the wishes of GOP leadership, a move that alienated him from many Republicans in the state. According to people familiar with the situation, the two lawyers took over Trump's defense after the former president pressed his legal team, led by South Carolina attorney Carl Bowers, to argue that the election had been stolen from Trump due to widespread voter fraud. A spokesman for Trump, however, denied there was any acrimony between Trump and his legal team, and disputed that the former president wanted to focus on election fraud. Schoen said that he does not plan to make claims of election fraud central to his argument in front of the Senate next week. Number two, race and ethnicity data was missing for nearly half of all coronavirus vaccine recipients during the first month shots were available, federal researchers reported Monday. The Post's Akilah Johnson reports that while the CDC report shows that 63% of the nearly 13 million people vaccinated in that period were women, and that 55% were older than 50 and 60.4% were white, race and ethnicity information was missing for about 48% of people who received at least one dose of the vaccine. The coronavirus has disproportionately impacted communities of color in the United States, and health equity experts and lawmakers have called for better data tracking to shed light on disproportionate rates of cases, hospitalizations, and deaths for nearly a year. According to Marcella Nunez-Smith, chair of President Biden's COVID-19 Equity Task Force, current data shows Black, Latino, Native American, and Native Alaskan people are up to 3.6 times more likely than white people to be hospitalized from COVID-19, while people in communities of color are more than twice as likely to die as white people from the disease. The distribution of a vaccine was meant to be an equitable process, when states began deviating from that process, and Nunez-Smith said a lack of federal guidance from the Trump administration has created an inconsistent emphasis on equity. We must address these insufficient data points as an urgent priority. They don't just hurt our statistics, they hurt the community, she said. And that's The Daily 202 for Tuesday, February 2nd. I'm Arjun Singh. Thanks for listening.